Are you a sneakerhead? Yeah, boy! A baller? Ballin'. Want to know about the hottest brands you can lace up and run with? Well, get ready, because we got all the details right here. Nice take by James. Oh, he stops! LeBron James puts it down in the face of James Johnson. Kevin Durant way outside. Delivers! Kevin Durant from downtown. It's a six-point game. And it goes off to Kobe. Good to ride Kobe underneath. Puts his nose on the line again. Makes the basket. He's fouled. Oh, what a play. And Kobe, after he was fouled, after the ball nestled in the net, he waved to a cameraman down in front. Says, take my picture, baby. Sixers running the break. Iverson accelerating to the jam. It's kicks and bricks where we got game on the streets, and on the court. Money's gotta be the shoes. Shoes, shoes, shoes. shoes. You sure it's not the shoes? I'm sure, Mars. Money's gotta be the shoes. And here's your host, Jamel Cutler. What up? Welcome to Kicks. I'm tapping in with my boy, Jay Alphonse Nicholson from the Hit Show P Valley. How you doing, my guy? I'm doing well, my guy. I appreciate you for having me. Man, no doubt, man. Like, we're a few episodes into the season two. Um, are you happy with the response that the show has gotten so far? I love it, man. You know, I, I love all the different perspectives. People trying to have, you know, everyone with their different theories of what's going to happen. And, uh, you know, people were experiencing P-Valley in a different way than they did the first season. We spent a lot of time in the paint, as we say, uh, last season. And this season, you get a chance to delve into people's personal lives and into their homes. So, you know, different different perspective of what, what we offer down in P-Valley. You know, it's been so long from season one to season two. Like, I think that long gap kind of helped the hype for season two in the long run. Because I, I know for me, for a while, I was screaming for some P-Valley. Hmm. Yeah. You know, that pandemic, man, it didn't really do any of us uh, <laughs> any justice as far as when it comes to the industry and work. It took us a long time to get back to it. And then even once we got back, we had all these restrictions we had to work around. And so it just made us a lot harder to get to the people. But like you said, it worked out as well, where it kind of built up this anticipation, which was just almost undeniable. So once we dropped, um, I'm not sure if you no, but we broke all the records for stars, you know, as far as like season one to season two jump, we've had the biggest increase they've ever seen, 1,018% in viewership. So it, it was a blessing, man, to kind of uh, hold it in the can, as they say. I remember that um, last Thursday, I was up to 3, 3 a.m. like waiting for that shit. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. So um, can you talk about like, um, how did you become Lil Murder? Like, because to me, like I'm getting like a lot of hints of Gucci man when <laughs> I see how your character kind of carries himself and especially with the stuff that he wears. Yeah, man, I definitely, I, you know, all Southern hip hop, you know, was, was part of my influence, man. Anybody that's part of that culture from Gucci to Key Glock, Black Youngster, Young Dolph, uh, Trouble, RP to both of those gentlemen, you know, but I, I listened to a lot of their music while getting into character for a little murder. And then growing up in North Carolina, I, yeah, I came up in the Gucci area and the Shardy Low era and Juice Man era, you know, so um, a lot of that was just kind of in me. And then a part of it was just kind of creating his own swag, his own, um, you know, image and who he is. And obviously, um, you know, he has this complex layer to him as a, with his sexual identity. So owning that and 
understanding that, <clears throat> you know, that doesn't determine his masculinity, you know, so still wanting Tim to be as, uh, as uh, masculine as you would see any other rapper or any other uh, artist out here in the street, but with that extra layer to it. So, yeah, and, and with that, obviously, there wasn't too many people to pull from because we don't see that in our, in, in our community or in our industry. So that was really just trusting my instincts as far as his style, how he talks, how he carries himself. Um, yeah, that group of Southern rappers I just named. Was like the complexity of his sexuality, was like, was that the hardest thing for you to kind of pull off for a murder? I, I would say it was it was a stretch for sure. Um, I hadn't played a character like Little Murder before. Um, and so I had to trust that the work would be honest and be truthful. And at the same time that the team over at P-Valley would uh, respect my comfort zone and and how we move forward with each scene. And so it was a challenge, but it was a similar challenge to any other role, where it's like sometimes you have to stretch yourself and, and do things that, you, that you're not familiar with. But when it comes to the storytelling, wanting to be accurate and, and uh, you know, be honest as possible. So that's always the challenge. You know, um, this is kind of a, a, spoil, a spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen season one. I mean, um, episode one from season two, but like, I like how you guys kind of incorporated the COVID mandates with the whole shutdown and the whole drive-through mm -hmm. um, joint. Like, I think that was kind of hot. Yeah, no, nah, it's dope, man. Katori is just one of those writers. Shout out to Katori Hall. She's one of those writers that she writes it as she hears it, as she sees it. And I feel like it only made sense that if you're watching P-Valley, that you're gonna see them deal with something that we're dealing with in the real world. And I know, you know, a lot of people was like, oh man, I don't feel like talking about COVID, COVID. But it's like, no, we're still very much in it. People are still very much being affected by it. And I think it's dope to see, particularly how the strip club was, uh, um, you know, uh, affected by it and what what changes they had to make. And, you know, we were inspired. Katori was really inspired by strip clubs that did the drive-throughs and, you know, funeral homes that did the drive-through barrels and stuff like that. So it's, it's realistic. Were you out in LA during the whole pandemic? Because I know here in the city, um, like legally the strip clubs were closed down. But if mm -hmm. you need the right people, allegedly, like you can go to the underground strip <laughs> club. Well, like yeah, that. I was I was in New York majority of the time. Um, I had just got done doing a soldiers play on Broadway in 2020. And like in March, once the NBA got shut down. I was like, man, me and my wife, she was living in Oakland at the time. She was just my fiance at the time. And she said, let's get a crib in LA. And so we moved during the middle of the pandemic to LA and we were kind of like hermits, man. We were just kind of closed down. So I didn't go to any strip clubs or anything, but I did hear there was some, uh, if you know, you know, type of spots, you know. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what's the strip club culture like back in Greensboro for you? Oh man, I remember my first time going to the strip club, I was 18 and uh, it was a spot called Sugar Bears. It was like this little small little spot on the corner. And so that was like the most well-known spot in, in Greensboro, Sugar Bears. And we had another spot called Lament. And so strip club culture in Greensboro, not quite as exciting as strip club culture in like Atlanta or Houston, uh, mainly because, you know, North Carolina just has really strict regulations on what can be shown and all those type of things, but you still have a good time. I think, um, you know, sometimes it depends on what area you're in, you know, what type of demographic is going to be in there. So uh, it's very distinct between the white strip clubs and the black strip clubs. 
which one you pull up to. So Greensboro doesn't have many, but they definitely got a few where if you go in, you go have a good time. I remember back when the All-Star game was in um, Carolina, I think it was like 2019, mm-hmm. you know, I in the Treasure Club in Greensboro. I, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that one. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, to me, like that was kind of, you know, the highlight of my um, All-Star nightlife, I should say. Yeah. Now, they got some vibes in, in, in Greensboro, Charlotte, North Carolina, which is about two hours from Greensboro. They, that's even more of like a vibe. They got a spot called Onyx. A lot of, um, you know, well-known dancers come through. So it's a culture for it, but, you know, definitely not as big as like Atlanta or Houston. I think one of the most underrated aspects of the strip clubs is the food. Like, and for me, it took me a long time to eat at a strip club because, like, right. like, you had to be like real hungry to you know to eat at a strip club. Right. But um but those gator nuggets and those wings, man, they be hitting, especially in Miami at Tootsie's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Now it's it's something about having some food in the strip club, man. It kind of goes hand in hand. As long as you can get some uh moist toilets or something, get something to wash your hands off before you get back to throwing money. Don't get barbecue sauce all on the money. It's funny, you know, at LMP Valley, Uncle Clipper has a rule that says no motherfucking chips. It's because when you eat chips, you get, you know, little crumbs all on your hand, and now you touch them and it's smacking and then and moving money and all this shit getting everywhere. So, but some chicken wings, they'll let you eat those though. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a nice pairing. You know, the strip club was the first time that I discovered the infused wings. Like, are you familiar mm-hmm. with those? Hey, man, people introduced me to those, dog. Like, when Lil Murder had to make the weed wings, that was the first time I had heard of that. And I was like, man, I got to try I'm a, I'm a cannabis connoisseur, so I love cannabis, but I'm more of a flower type of guy. Um, but, you know, infusing them in some wings, I heard they got some spots that do that, and it's pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Um, like, here, we got the pizza, um, too. Like, the next time you come here, man, you got to get up with them. No, for sure. Them things will have you right for a while. <laughs> Bet. <laughs> all right so like what's the best strip club story you have like because i remember um when Lust was open in brooklyn 50 cent used to own it but the police had shut it down a while ago like um mm-hmm. there was a fight and the police came in with these um smoke grenades and just, just cleared everybody up that's crazy man for me i guess it would have to be going to this spot in atlanta for the first time we didn't know what it was we went to the strip club called claremont and when you get inside, it's nothing but senior citizen dancers. So it's nothing but like 60 and up, older women. And it was just hilarious, man. We got in there, just all these old ladies kind of swinging around. And, uh, you know, we we laughed at it. It was funny. But, um, you know, that was probably one of the funniest. We, you know, we lined up a door like, yo, I was about to go to Claremont, boom, boom, boom. Get inside. Nothing but old heads up in there. So it was funny. What time of the day was that? Because... That scene kind of sound like like 12 p.m. It probably was like it was kind of early, you know what I'm saying? Not too, not, not too late during the day. I think it was like midday. We went in there just kind of going to get some food or something, and uh, yeah, it was hilarious. Man, that's crazy, man. Like I think if something like that happened to me, especially if I like got my money up, I got to the, I went to the bank, got my money up, I'm more excited. Man, I think that would just crush me. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. You know, strip clubs and music, to me, they go hand in hand. It's kind of like the NBA and sneakers. Like, for a lot of songs, like, the first time I heard a lot of songs was in the strip club. Like, mm-hmm. like what's the importance of, you know, for certain artists to break 
in the strip club in these days. Yeah, that's another thing that I was introduced to through P Valley, man, just how important it is for your song to go through that portal. And, um, you know, from Future to to Young Thug to, you know, the Yin Yang Twins, Lil John, whoever, a lot of those guys had their music go through the strip club. And then even the Cardi B's of the world or the Mega Stallions, like their music comes through the club. And so I think if your song can be a hit in a strip club, it most definitely can be a hit out in the real world. So um, it, it's extremely important. And then, you know, sometimes that's the only place your song will get played because it's too explicit, you know, whatever the case may be. So. Yes, it's a place for everything. It would be dope if, like, the producer from P-Valley kind of added, like, a real-life person from that environment, sort of like a Cardi B. And, like, I've seen on Instagram today that Meg, that Megan Thee Stallion is coming soon. Yeah, yeah, so, man. How much I can say about it, but she going to be there, though. You know, I can't wait for y'all to see how she come on to the show and turn it up, man. It's going to be, um, I think the audience is going to be very excited with what she brings to it. You know, if you had the chance to work with anyone in Hollywood and like kind of cast them into the P Valley world, like male or female, like who would it be? Like for me, like I think I would kind of throw like Drea in there. What you said, Drea? Yeah. Yeah, I had an opportunity to work with Drea. She dope. I think she would be good on P Valley. Um, let me think. I don't know, man. It's hard, man. So many different characters that can come through that world. But I think I would like to see Terrence Howard come up on there and uh, just see what type of vibe he would bring to it. Like if he was coming in as some type of villain, some type of antagonist or something, or, you know, somebody's crazy, crazy husband coming up in there or something like that. So, or just a, the, maybe a casino owner, right? He's trying to come in, own the casino, get these people up out of here, get the pank up out of there. So a good, good actor. I would like to see somebody like Terrence Howard on that, maybe. You know, I think Drake would kind of be, interesting on on p valley i could kind of see him as a customer like going up to one of the girls saying like you're too good yeah no he could he could also play one of them mixed brothers you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like them brothers that that, that that those those you know we got the three mixed brothers we got well one corbin the mixed brother and he got two white brothers so he played one of their cousins or something <laughs> facts man so um like what's kind of on your playlist right now speaking of drake you know like he just dropped the album a couple i think it was, when was it, a couple months ago? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so what's on your on your playlist now? I'm still listening to that Kendrick. I think he has yeah. album of the year so far. Kendrick is Kendrick went fire. Obviously, there's a lot of P Valley on my playlist right now. You know, a couple the little murder song we just dropped recently. Um, listening to some of the new music that we about to drop that I can't even share yet. Um, but yeah, Drake, man, Kendrick. Um, you know, since school passed away last week, I've been t tapping into school a little bit. And then I'm, I'm always on my New York vibes, too, man, with Benny, Benny the Butcher, Dave oh, East. Yeah, you know, so I keep them, I keep them in my bag. Something about New York rappers that just, they, they give you that grimy, like, I'm not about to stop type of energy, you know, that steady grind energy, as I like to say. So Benny, somebody that's on my playlist every day. Hey, man, that sound is coming back. Like, I love that 90s sound, like, the sound that the RZA had on, having mm -hmm. my deep, like that type of grittiness. Yeah, for sure. And I'm kind of interested to see what um, what Snoop Dogg, what he does with Death Row speaking uh, of the 90s. Like, I really hope he can make it um, culturally relevant again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, Snoop, he's, he's just a smart guy, man. I've had the opportunity to kick it with him once or twice. And uh, he's just incredibly smart. You know, he signed Benny. So, you know, even having an East Coast rapper sign the death row. 
just a smart move to do. You kind of go ahead and cross the culture boundaries, you know. And now that I think about it, like I think Lil Murder would be a good death row artist. He <laughs> real shit, yeah, man. You know, he looks like right now he over there hurt Village Hustlers, you know, on P Valley, but now nah, he'll be cold on on death row. We was trying to get Snoop on the show to be honest, but he couldn't. He, he then they couldn't cross over from his other joint. Oh, for real? What what type of role was he um, kind of pitched to play? I think he was pitched to play like a like an antagonist, like a, a gang, another gangster in the community that's coming in and starting some trouble. Oh yeah, I I could see him for that. He yeah. kind of like um what he did on Baby Boy. Uh huh. That type of vibe. All right, bro. So before we go, like we gotta talk about some sneakers. Like, what's in your um sneaker rotation right now? Oh man, shout out to my my good family over there at Nike and Jordan. So I, I was blessed to do a Nike campaign earlier this year, and uh, they just been blessing me ever since. But they um recent pair that we just caught was the Almond Years. The um the twos shout out to to James Whitner, black man you know designed the Amon Years for Jordan Brand, um I believe this is his third pair that he's designed so I had the opportunity to get all three, so those been in rotation heavy, I had on the all whites with the Sergio today you know so just keeping it real simple I'm a Jordan one type of guy I love the ones, um you know at the same I love dunks as well so but yeah I keep it simple but Amon Year that's kind of been my switch up for the past couple of days. You know, Dunks is coming back, I think. Well, oh, yeah. They're coming back, man, especially like the more like exclusive Johns. If you can get you some little exclusive pair that was out before, they're coming back. You know, did you get the um, the Dior ones a couple years ago? I didn't, man, but I'm going to have to get my hands on them, though. They're hard to get, get now, but mm-hmm. I'm going to have to get my hands on them. You know, I was in a strip club, and this was like back in January. Mm-hmm. I was I was in um, – I was in Queens, just put it that way. I, I, okay. I forgot the name of the club. And this dude had on his, his um, Dior ones and it got messed up. Somebody spilled something on it. Oh, I was oh. to say, they make the place you want to wear them drawers unless you plan on getting them messed up. <laughs> yeah, you certain pair, man, you know, I like I got um, Virgil's last pair that he made in twos. And it's just like, I wore them one time and I'm just like, nah, I don't even want to wear these nowhere else because for one, because them was the last pair of shoes he made. But two, it's like then certain joints, you just want to kind of keep them in a case, cherish mm-hmm. them. Um, but at the same time, you know, I know you can't take it with you. So I, I enjoy it while I can. Are you going to rock the, um, I think Dior and Air Force One having another collab this mm-hmm. summer? I think it's pretty dope, man. I think um, Dior is obviously known to be like a high fashion brand, but they're starting to come back down to like everyday sneaker wear, shoe wear. Um, you know, when they do partner with these, companies like Nike and Jordan, they try to make them a little bit more affordable, you know, than they would their, their normal shoes. Um, so as long as that, that, you know, the everyday man could possibly get his hands on them, that's what I'm all about. I just don't like the price gouging that goes on sometimes with the shoe culture and how people lose their mind and sometimes lose their life over it. So it's like, um, make it affordable. It's going to be fly, you know, and uh, hopefully more people can enjoy it. Thanks, man. Like you mentioned the resale price, you said, you should see the price of the Dior ones now. Like I might need Haley to, to, to put me on to that mm-hmm. um she had on season one, so I could oh, right. cop me a pair. Right, right. <laughs> Haley had the had the scams going on. She was had them popping, but yeah, man. Yo, that's um they got well I shouldn't say it. allegedly they have the scams going on in the strip clubs too. Like if say if you um. 
changing like two hundred dollars for ones, like they'll give you like like one sixty back and just pocket the rest. I just found out about that, bro. Where they starting to take this little ten to twenty percent off the top of the hundreds that you get. If you get them in one, we was me and my homies was in the club the other day. My man's counting shit. And he's like, yo, my, my money's short. And then the waitress, she came back, she's like, oh nah, they take a 10 to 60, they take 10 to 20% off the top. We was just like, well, where they do that at? Like, if we got it's our money, we go throw it, you go get it anyway. What's the need of y'all taking? So just that that greed sometimes. But I, I believe the workers, the dancers are the ones who deserve to be paid the most. You know, I hate that the owners end up coming up and taxing everybody, but it's just like, make sure, you, make sure your entertainment, your entertainers are getting paid, man. Make sure these pole dancers are getting paid properly for what it is that they do. Big facts, man. So like kind of going back to sneakers, you know, everything. Um, like, do you have a kind of a, a grail that you're after right now? Or you oh, man. No, I'm not really. I mean, it's like, I feel like anything, like luckily with Nike, if I want something, I can hit them. They'd probably send it over to me. Um, but, you know, I didn't grow up a shoe head or nothing like that, man. I, I Later on in life, when I was blessed to have a little bit of a little bit of money and blessed to have some dope opportunities, I, that's when I start getting more into the shoes. But at the same time, I'm pretty simple, man. Like if I see something, I really like it, I'll cop it. But if it's too expensive or too hard to get, I ain't worried about it. Big facts, man. It's like the older you get, like, it just doesn't matter anymore. Like me back in the day, I used to break my neck trying to find anything and everything. Right. Now, if I just miss it or if or if one of my contacts and Nike can't hook me up, I just just leave it alone. Yeah, yeah, no nah, facts, man. That's and my son, he's like he, my son and my daughter, they similar to me. They don't really care too much for the styles and the shoes. As long as they got something fly, they ain't tripping, but they don't need the latest brand. They don't need all the latest stuff. And I, and I encourage people not to go broke over trying to keep up with the fashion. You know what I'm saying? Don't spend your last on things that, you know, always going to be there. Or even if it's not always there, it's going to be something else there, you know. What I like about your character, Murder, is that, like, he rocks the Gucci um, sneakers. It kind of reminds me of the Adidas that all the D-Boys wore back in the 80s. There's, uh-huh. like, the small details of that is kind of why, you know, I like P-Value so much. Dope, man. Shout out to our costume designers and directors, um, Alita and Anita. And we have two others joining us later on in the season. Um, I don't want to say their names, I might pronounce it wrong, but they just did a great job incorporating, you know, I would say like that's that style in that area, but at the same time giving P Valley its own type of style, its own color, you know, um, the Gucci, the black, the black and red, and the green and red and you know, kind of, you know, showing love to the Pan-Africa as well and having that in there. So it, it was very detail-oriented when they when they chose our fits. Did you have a say-so in kind of, like, what you was wearing or, like, a suggestion or anything? Or um, you- for sure, man. You know, they would, we would build what's called building a closet. And so they bring you in and you just try on tons of different things, pick out what you like. And then uh, shout-out to my cousins um, over at Trap House, I got them on to the show. You know, I wore one of their jumpsuits for a second episode, the red trap house outfit I had on. So that was all me just saying, yo, this is my cousin's company. It's a possible I can wear one of his fits through the alley-oop. And yeah, we had him on the show. Big facts, man. Like, are you going to wear like any of the Sergio track suits? Shit, okay. not this season. Um, it's too late now, but next season, <laughs> they got space for them. I'm bringing them because they just so comfy. 
they fly, they light, they don't do too much, you know, that's that's my style. Big facts, man. And don't that's like the best sweatsuit I ever wore. Like, yeah. No I need to Yeah, facts, man. I seen ASAP Rocky had one on in his last video. All right, man. So before we go, like I want to play start bench cut with you. Like I'll name three things and you just tell me if you're gonna start it, bench it, or cut it. Bet. All right. So the first round we got um strip club cities. We got Miami, Atlanta, and Las Vegas. So So you gotta start one, bench one, and cut one. You gotta start in Miami. Mm-hmm. And then you said, what's the set? What finish? Atlanta and Las Vegas. So you got to start in Miami and then you got to finish in Vegas. I'll cut Atlanta just because I've been there so many times and I've, I've, I've experienced what that has to offer. But Miami and Vegas, that's a little different. And I kind of hope New York gets back to to that strip club type of level. Yeah, it'll get back. What's the start? Starlets? Oh, yeah, that's that's what I was thinking about. That's where you was at? Yeah, start. Yeah. Yeah. All the good ones aren't Queens. Like you really don't see too much in um Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. and, and the city is is mostly the white strip clubs, most right. part. All right. So the next round we got the famous strip clubs. We got KOD, um, G5, and Magic City. So um, I love Magic City. I love Matt. I love Mike. Those are my guys over there. So I have to start there, finish at KOD, and I have to cut G5. But yeah, those two just—they just, always show me love when I'm in the city. So, you know, I like G5. It's kind of like in the hood, tucked away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the only reason I have to just cause you know sometimes when you there you gotta look over your shoulder a little bit, make sure you're good, you know. All right, so then the last one we got a sneaker around. We got Jordans, Yeezys, and New Balance. Mm, man, definitely got to start with uh, the Jordans. And as much as I love Kanye's music, I'm not a huge fan of the shoes, so I'll have to cut those. Now I have to finish with the New Balances just because those I used to love New Balances back in the day. Had a lot of homies from the DMV area, DC, and they stayed with the fresh ass New Balances. So um, yeah, start with Jordan, cut Yeezys, finish with um, New Balance. Hey man, New Balance got some heat, man. Like, oh, heat. If I if I went under this Nike contract, I'd be sliding. You know. I, I, Grab me some of them joints, but um, I appreciate you having me, dog. All right, man. Um, thank you for joining me. Like, I really appreciate you. Um, I'm looking forward to the rest of P Valley. Do you do you have any upcoming projects that you're working on? Uh, yeah, man. One, I'm working on two projects that I can't announce, unfortunately. Um, but I do have a project coming out with Netflix called They Clone Tyrone. So that's coming out later on this year with me, Jamie Foxx, John Boega, Tiana Paris. And um, yeah, like I said, I'm working on two projects right now that hopefully I can announce later on this summer. All right, man. Take care, man. Have a nice so, rest of your day.